It's seven o'clock, and it's time for the Sports Phone Pledge Drive Edition. All right, Friday night, April 23rd. Welcome, everybody, to the Sports Phone here on KZYX Sports Phone Pledge Drive Edition. I'll also call it the Sports Phone All Over the Country Edition uh, in the sense of, Jerry, I am here. In in Oregon, as per normal, Jim is not in the studio today. Jim, where in the world are you right now? I'm in Jamestown, New York, my hometown, the home of the Jamestown Red Raiders. You've seen pictures of my high school basketball team, Jim. My mom turned 95 about a month ago, or actually a few weeks ago, and I am here celebrating my mom's birthday Sunday, just for the sports world to know, I'm going to a national qualifier with my mom in Ashtabula, Ohio. She will be qualifying for eight different events in the U.S. National Master Swimming 95 to 99-year-old age group, and she will probably set eight records as she did in the 90 to 94 age group a couple of years ago. So I'm pretty proud to be here with my mom. Good big swim meet with her. And um, I am overlooking the National Comedy Hall of Fame in Jamestown, New York. It's the home of Lucille Ball, and they have built a the hometown of Lucille Ball, and they have built here an entire Comedy Hall of Fame. Seinfeld was here endorsing it. A friend of mine from high school got all the funding together. It's like, it's like Cooperstown for the Baseball Hall of Fame. This has become a pretty big deal. That's all I got. I'm in Jamestown, New York. Sherry's in Portland. Eddie, uh, let me introduce Eddie. Eddie is in the station. Eddie's um, the music director at KZYX. And as many people with KZYX, I assume, Eddie, you're flipping off your music director hat and getting on your sports phone engineering hat. That's right. I'm here in the studio uh, holding down the fort during the pledge drive. Um, yeah, we got some phone answers here, so I'll be giving you guys live updates on uh, the right. uh, progress. I love it. Yeah, no, that, that's really good to hear. And, and, and Jim and I have talked about this before. We've, we've, we've done the pledge drive editions of the sports phone. As much as Jim and I love doing normal sports phone and we love hopping on the air and talking sports with you guys that are out there listening, these are probably the core of what makes this show work. And in the same way, it's what makes the station work, right? Where we're going to, we have, you know, these pledge drives are going to come up and we're going to reach out to you guys, the listeners asking you to support the station and keep us running. We, Jim and I have always talked about this, that we finally were given the shot to do this show by KZYX. However, many years, I think I can even say many years ago at this point, we started doing the sports phone and the station gave us a shot. But the only reason the station was able to give us a shot was because it's up and running. And that comes from the support of you, the listeners. So we'll be, you know, talking sports throughout the, throughout the evening here, but we're also going to be asking for the support of you, the listeners to, to donate to KZYX and help keep the station up and running. Jim, did you have anything else you kind of, you wanted to say on this, on the pledge drive side of things before we, we dive yeah, into this here? It's, you know, I still like to go. I still, I still like to go back to, um, you know, I'm so proud of the sports phone because we we've done our vision. We we just get on and pretend like we're around the kitchen table talk about sports. We we were told for years that public radio ooh, that that never go on public radio. The, the people there have told me we raised as much money as any talk on on um, on uh, so so. so 
I didn't need to prove anyone wrong, but it made me feel good that once we were given the opportunity, we jumped right in here. And I like to always talk about our favorite. We're going to even put our favorite slogan onto, what is it called? What is it called? Merch? Yeah, merch. Well, the the the, the merch. sports phone merchandise that may or may not ever happen that we're just going to keep talking. Oh, it's going to happen. It's just, the more <laughs> we talk about it, the more I'm for sure it's going to happen. And our slogan came out of one thing we love about the sports phone. That is, we think our slogan is going to be something like this. And I quote: "I don't even like sports, and I love the sports phone." And, and right. we hear that from like so many people. And I got a feeling that's why we've become popular on public radio. So we'd like your call. You know, we're pretty sure we're going to get our sports phone hardcores to, to no day money. They haven't let us down ever. And those people never let us down. Um, it seems like you started at the station right about when, when we did. And um, I, I like to see how many of the, those, we don't even like sports, and we like the sports phone. I, I heard today, Jerry, I don't know if you heard this yet, Um your mom was telling me she was mm-hmm. listening to Amy Goodman, and somebody on Amy Goodman called in, made a donation, and this is like the the, the epitome of why we belong to the sports. And this person said, "Oh, I'm calling to support Amy Goodman. I really like that sports phone too." Mm-hmm. <laughs> what can what what can sum it up better than that? Yeah, no, that's 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 really good to hear. Um, so as I mentioned, it is a sports phone pledge drive edition. Jim and I are going to be talking. Eddie will be jumping in as well, just asking for your support, helping to support the station, keep it up and running, keep this station, KZYX, going, the station that gave uh, Jim and I a platform to come on here and talk about sports. KZYX.org, and there is a donate button. I believe my notes are correct there in terms of how people can donate. That's right. It's really fast and easy. As a matter of fact, I have one uh, comment here. Uh, thank you to go out to Janet, who uh, would like to say uh, she just loves the uh, sports phone and treehouse and wants to thank those shows for the laugh. And then she also has a lovely comment here. Uh, sort of jumping off uh, what you said, Jim. Uh, Janet says, I used to turn off the radio because I was not interested in sports. I listened to City Arts and Lecture. Uh, throughout uh, through oh, shutdown last that. year, uh, through shutdown last year, I listened every week and realized that the show is about community, family, and supporting each other. I've learned so much from your show. Thank you. Yeah, and and that was something also that Jim and I talked about when we were developing how we were going to do the show is that there are ways we can talk about sports that can involve people that aren't the hardcore, right? Jim and I are hardcore sports fans. Some of our regular callers are those hardcore sports fans, but there are people out there that we can engage with and get them involved in a sports conversation that they may not realize they even had any interest in until we bring it up. So in regards to the sports phone side of things, as we roll on here on sports phone pledge drive edition, if you want to talk about sports, give us a call, 707-895-2448. That is the number to call if you want to talk about sports here on the sports phone uh, for the next 50 minutes or so. Well, if with, with no further ado, Jim, I think let's get into uh, kind of the, I guess, our version of the news, if you want to say it. On this day in sports, it is Friday, April 23rd. Uh, Jim, did you have something uh, for April 23rd? Yeah, before I, I keep the guessing just for a, a second, but okay. I did want to want to mention: give us a call tonight. Make your pledge if you can. If, if you can't, give us a call and at least tell us on the air why people should pledge pledge to the sports phone eight nine five two four four eight. That's the seven zero seven area eight nine five two four four eight on this day, 
April 23rd, 1969. I would like to have a reason why I pick the ones I do. Mm-hmm. Jerry West for 53 points. That's all it says. Now, Steph Curry does it like every other night. <laughs> I mean, it's like this was a special day in 1969. It was pre three point shot, mm-hmm. it was pre shooting from 45 feet and getting three points. But that's how much basketball has changed, Jerry. It, it, that was a big deal back then. Mm hmm. Yeah, I, I, that's what I was going to say about that one. Was, and I figured you were going to bring it up, but just in case I wanted, I was going to mention it. That I think the big difference there was the there was no three point line. So Jerry West is doing that with two points and free throws. You know, there's nothing, nothing else that he's getting those points with. And it was a much different game back then. Yeah, so 53 at that time and era uh, is is pretty impressive. I'm going a little bit further back. I'm going 15 years earlier for mine, uh, 1954. Excuse me. Um, 1954, Hank Aaron uh, hit the first of his 755 home runs. uh, What was for a while the record for career home run leader. There are a lot of people out there that I think would make the argument that he should still be the home run leader. Similar to how Jim has talked about how there's a new backstroke in swimming. He's talked about that over the last couple of weeks. And they might have to figure out a way to differentiate those things. I think there's a lot of baseball purists out there that might argue that Hank Aaron should still be the all-time home run leader, uh, even though the official record books will say it's Barry Bonds. Uh, but I thought that was uh, worth mentioning, a little bit of a local tie-in with Barry Bonds uh, as part of that. But uh, as I mentioned, there's probably a lot of people out there that think uh, Hank Aaron should still have that record. Jim, on that note, I, I know we were, we're not the biggest baseball fans. Do you remember the crazy Barry Bonds era of him chasing Hank Aaron. Did you remember any of that with him at the Giants? It, you know, he was kind of, it, the steroid stuff was going on, but do, do you remember keeping track of that stuff at yeah, all just because we were in the area? I, I was able to. Well, first of all, 707-895-2448. Why do you love the sports phone? Give us a call. Talk about anything you want to talk about. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I lived, you know, part part of that time in Mendocino, right? Most some of it or not? I, I forgot the timing, but all I remember is the place I dinner, um, Patterson's, uh, once a week, a lot of years when I worked in Mendocino downtown, it was a giant. I mean, the, the guy that owned that, that, that place was a bat boy for the giants. And, right. and, and he, um, that's all I ever heard about is Giants. So I can't remember if, if, if that's when I was here first hearing about um, uh, about uh, Hank. Aaron. I don't know. I just remember him doing it. Hello, Carl. You're on the phone. Carl, you there? Oh, hey. Sorry, guys. How are you guys doing tonight? Hey, Vince. Doing good. Doing? doing good. How are you doing tonight, Vince? Uh, I'm doing very well. Beautiful evening. Um, maybe some rain coming. That's a good thing. I do uh, want to correct you, Jim. In San Francisco, it is called a bald dude, not a bald boy. Bald dude. So you know. <laughs> yep, it's bald right, dude. Yep. And uh, on this uh, on this day in sports, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar played his last game for the Lakers. Yeah. Yeah. Hank Aaron had his first home run, and. Kareem played his last game. Wow, that's wow. Yeah, yeah, that's all all great stuff. Um, and this is what you, your program brings is 
the combination of people talking about off-the-wall sports, people remembering their childhood uh, backyard games they played, um, people coming up with, with stump the host things, uh, statisticians coming in with all kinds of crazy things about every sport, uh, and then your purists who love professional college and local sports. Uh, you know, I just got off the computer and put my pledge in, uh, especially during this hour, because it's the hour of the week that I look forward to the most, because you guys have been given an opportunity by a great local radio station to bring the community together. It's just one of those, you know, sports does that, and people forget it because the major sports are so corporatized. They forget how genuine sports really is, and you guys bring that back to them. Mm -hmm. So thank you. Well, and I was just going to go off of that a little bit. I think something that's kind of gotten lost a little bit with with the show recently, and and by no fault of our own, it has you know because of COVID. One of the major pushes from a community standpoint um, that Vince brought up that Jim and I decided very early early on was we're going to talk about local sports. That was a huge part of the push of the sports phone early was local sports doesn't get any coverage. There's so many good teams in the Mendocino County and surrounding area that just nobody nobody knows about for some reason and yeah. we made an effort it was yeah. so it's been so much fun throughout the years to have coaches on to have players on uh to have you know athletic directors principals all these different people that are in the sports world and then to even go beyond that jim we were able to branch out even more into the community away from you know the the, the, the school sports and we, we had a segment we talked about fishing for 30 minutes with a pro fisherman that lived in in yeah. in, in clear lake like I, that was probably some of the most fun I've ever had on the show was just finding these different local oh. spins, whether it be, you know, high, high school, college sports or rec sports or just, you know, the, the fishermen and the biking clubs of the world. Like that that, that community yeah. outreach part has been a huge thing yeah. that I'm proud of. And once COVID kind of goes away, whatever that looks like, I'm, I can't wait to get back to that, to start bringing on high school players and coaches again and college coaches. Yeah. We we had the uh, we had the um, the kayaking couple too. Remember the, the yeah. kayak men? Oh, yeah, they, they were yep. on the sports phone. Uh, I mean, we can. Well, and well, Vince, you heard almost every show and called in almost every show we've ever had. So you, we're all going to remember some of the highlight interviews we we've had, and, and we had um, really good high school students on, and they were inspirational. And we've had duds, you know. It's, it's like some you know people that just couldn't. We had Stump the Host. And I want to add Stump the Host. Let me throw this out there to you both. We did This Day in Sports was was um, Hank Aaron's last home run. Well, first, when first. Barry Bonds' last home run. He, Barry, Bonds, he, Barry Bonds broke his record. What date in, in history did Barry Bonds hit his last home run? I, I challenge that someone to get on Google and call right away, except you, Joe. You probably already found it. <laughs> oh, okay. Never mind. I won't say anything then. <laughs> yeah, you're a host. You're not supposed to. Okay. Jerry, you hit the nail on the head there. I, I love being able to call in two or three times a night, but I really love the nights where I can only call in once, and, and sometimes at the end of the show to sneak one in the last minute because the show's filled up with great other callers, you know, like I love nice that I can bond because I'm on a lot and, and that's, that's fine, but it's really nice to not be able to get in because you guys are inundated with people telling 
their stories, and that's that's fantastic. Yeah, I love it. Um, and support sports sports phone and, and KZX and Z. Um, Eddie, I heard we got a five hundred dollar donation. Do you have any other thank yous to go at this point, or is it too early? Well, uh, we did get uh, Vince your uh, your donation. Thank you very much for that. Um, we have a couple other donations, but I think I'll hold off on giving the total so far. But let's just say we're doing pretty good. Nice. I didn't like gold when I coached. I, I just thought if you did the best you could, then Vince, you've heard me say this in the locker room so many times, if you did the best you could, you have no control over the outcome. Only thing you can yeah. control is the best you can. One of my big, big, big teachings in, 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 in coaching high school and, and middle school kids, that's what I say here. The heck with the total. Just do the best we can, raise as much money as we can. If we do that, we have no control over the rest of it. I'm getting tired just uh, just, just trying to pitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, not, well, it's not easy, but, but it's really easy to get online and pledge. So yeah. if you're out there, go for it. Seven seven eight nine five two four four eight. Someone call, knock Vince off his phone, pledge some money. Tell us why you you think the sports phone is important to you. I, I very clearly say every week, Joe, why I think the sports phone is important to me. Mm-hmm. I get to talk to my son every week, and <laughs> I, I, yeah. did, I, I, I do. I do got to give a thank you. It's, it's, I think we always have to do this in the pledge drive. We're the founders of the sports bond. Vince, you're, on, you're, you're with us in that. You know, I consider if you're the sixth man off the bench, you're still one of the originals. Um, I want to thank Alice Wolfley. She was the program director that her quote was, when do you want to start? After we said we want to do the sports bond, after saying, saying years that we couldn't do it, um, other people saying we couldn't do it. She said, when do you want to start? She's on the road tonight. She was going to pitch and say why she invited the sports phone to us. Um, but she couldn't talk tonight, but I always want to thank her. I'll always give her credit for something she did for my family and for KZYX. Vince, we got to take another call. You got it. Really quick, though. I Hello, you're on the phone, McCarthy. Oh, yeah. Good call, Vince. Hello, you're on the sports phone. Oh, we seem to have lost that one. Oh, okay. Well, give, I'll, give, I'll quickly pick up on, on what Vince was saying there right before we, we, le- we let him go, because I think it is important to mention. Um, yeah, is one of the kind of the founders of the sports phone, uh, someone who's no longer with us, but Paul McCarthy, founder of Mendocino Sports Plus. He was almost like our reporter in the field for the sports phone. We, we, did, we didn't have to worry about any of the local sports coverage to a certain degree because Paul was going to be in his Jeep driving to who knows where to cover some random game for us. Uh, and that was always a really valuable tool. Uh, we still miss him. He had a streak of consecutive calls. We always knew he was going to be the first caller. So, yeah, I just wanted to kind of follow up on what Vince said there as, as someone uh, who was very valuable in getting the sports phone off the ground 707-895-2448 give us a ring if you want to talk about sports so in the world of sports also uh jim always likes to know what happened today in sports uh i I, i'm just calling this one a feel-good story uh you know it's it's a good sign thing uh tiger woods posted a photo on his instagram account out looks like out on a golf course with his dog on crutches he was smiling he's got a big cast and like kind of boot on his on his right leg but it's at least good to see him up and moving around um, and that's, that's really good no, to see. I know there's, 
been a conversation around the 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 circumstances of his accident that have kind of come out but regardless of kind of what led to the accident it's good to see him recovering and, and doing better he also has a very cute dog jim i don't know if you saw the photo he's got a very adorable black and white dog did you say did you say he was out on a golf course on crutches with yeah, a dog yeah well not playing golf i i think the picture was taken out on a golf course oh cool let's take another yeah. call jerry hello yeah yes. you're on this is this is rodeo mama uh, this is Randy from uh, Willits, and my daughter, Megan, I just got off the phone with her. She is in Texas tonight, and she's running. And she's not, she's, when I called her up, she said, I'm just getting ready to go on. So let's put some prayers for Mendocino County, for uh, Megan Marie Champion. She's a Lightonville girl, born and raised, and mother of three. And she and Oceana and Olivia Snow were in Texas in the seven degrees, sleeping in the horse trailer with their critters. <laughs> this is our tough, toughy mountain mountain women, and uh, they, they Oceana won over her mother fourteen seconds for a barrel race, and Megan is running tonight in uh, San Antonio, I believe, somewhere in Texas. So just uh, put some put some thank, wings on the horse's you. feet and some glue on Megan's, you know, fanny so she doesn't fly off too high, and wish her well. She's doing she's running tonight. And she's a rookie of the That's year for California. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for that call. W- Megan, this Megan from Laytonville, Jer, we get an update. I mean, I mean, here we are on the sports phone. We just got a call, an update on a superstar nationally ranked rodeo. Rodeo woman? I mean, what, what, what the heck? What do you call someone in I a rodeo? Say, I would say competitor. Rodeo athlete. Competitor rodeo competitor rodeo. or something like that. Wow. We have another call, Eddie? Yes, we do. Now, is that me? Yes, it is. Yeah, you. Hey, guys, it's W. Dan. I've got a mea culpa from last week. So the reason that uh, tennis players wear all white is because the sweat stains don't show up as much on white, uh, but they do on colored dresses and wear sportswear. So Wimbledon back in 1880, when they first started, decided that it's all white or it's nothing. And they've stuck with that rule through thick and thin. Lots of complaints, you know, guys with uh, guys and women with uh, colored soles, different colored soles on their tennis shoes get uh, docked and everybody else. So they've, they've stuck with that white rule. It has nothing to do with the tennis ball like I thought. Huh. No, that that's good to know. I, I thought that the theory that we came up with with the tennis ball was pretty good last night. So, or last I, night. I, I so think I, I agree. I, I'm good, but... good to know that 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 you did your research because I I didn't look into it at all because it, it sounded plausible to me. <laughs> well, when you have a voice like mine, a lot of things that are BS do sound plausible. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I, I was going to say the opposite, Jer. I was going to say that I think you made this one up too. <laughs> no, I got this one from Encyclopedia Britannica of all places. They're still out there, believe it or not. They don't have the, the big saying, books that you got to pull down. But you're you're saying that's why the tennis field that that's why and that's why Wimbledon held on to the all whites because of first. That's why. Well, it's now it's tradition, um, and they yeah that's why they started it back in 1880. They decided that uh, oh that looks unsightly and unseemly to have uh, sweaty-looking athletes out there. So white was the 
the best choice because it doesn't show up sweat as much, whereas a uh, you know a darker color will show the sweat stains under your arms and all that. So there you I go. Have a question, Dan. I guess you sure. a question, Double Dan. I mean, I got a question for you. In a way, the treehouse. Let me finish this before anyone share, especially you, butts in on this one. Oh, but in a way, the treehouse is like the sports phone. In that, it's not a it. It's different on KZUX. It's not a an environmental show. It's not a political show. It's not a news show. It's comedy. Did you ever have anyone in public? I mean, in public radio, say, "Oh, you can't. You'll never get away with that." You're one of the most popular shows on KZUX. W Dan. Yeah from the treehouse on the air, pitching for the sports phone. Did you ever go through what we did? People saying, oh, that'll never work on public radio. No, I don't. No, not really. When I first started doing the treehouse, a lot of people on uh, in the audience were mystified, uh, and they took it seriously. Um, so I got a lot of complaints about, you know, oh, you can't joke about that, and, you know, it's just not proper. It's not good for for public radio to have somebody who doesn't take anything seriously on our airwaves, which is, you know, which is why I started it. I was, I was, you know, we were sitting around a big table and there were a bunch of us who had volunteered to do radio shows and they went around and I just happened to be the last person and everybody was, I'm going to do a French music show or I'm going to do a, you know, a Hawaiian music show or. Keep going, Dan, you're still there. Or do we lose Dan as well? It looks like we lost Dan as well. Uh, All right. Well, we'll get Eddie. You'll Eddie will work on getting everybody back. What, while we're waiting for that, um, I I am not the the expert on of science by any means, but at least from a a first thought level, wouldn't sweat stains show more on white clothing? We've got. I, I could Dan be back. totally wrong about that, but. I don't know. Like, I just because I'm reading about it now, the, how this all white dress code, and Dan was absolutely right that the all white dress code at Wimbledon comes from sweat stains. But I don't know. To, to me, it seems like I feel like it would show less on darker clothing. But again, I'm not a scientist. I don't I don't know the science of sweat. But that was just it was weird. That was kind of my initial thought uh, when when Dan mentioned that. I'm glad we did get an answer. Uh, yeah, so well, maybe we should do a, a test. You guys can go out and run around in white shirts, and that. Should, we'll, we'll, maybe we should have an in the field check on that. Yeah, no, I think we should do it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna take a run in a white shirt. I'm gonna take a run in a dark shirt, and then I'm gonna take some photos and I'll send them to you, Dan. <laughs> you know, I think, I think, I, I think I'm just gonna take a shower with my clothes on and see how it does. I'm not oh, I love sweating. It. <laughs> I really think. Um, Dan, that the new technology in sports clothes might have, I mean, they spend billions on developing clothes that you don't sweat in now, so who, who knows? Maybe maybe we don't need the whites anymore. Probably not, but uh, Wimbledon's not, you know, if they haven't changed their mind in all this time, they're probably not going to change their mind. And it's just, yeah, it's just tradition. That's the distinctive look of Wimbledon. You turn the TV on and you see everybody wearing nothing but white, and no advertisements yeah. on center court or anything like that. You're like, ah, oh, that's Wimbledon. You know, that's that's a tradition. Yeah. So, hey, but uh, you know, cool. we got some people to call the the sports phone. You know, this no no sweat stains are going to show up uh, when you pledge for uh, <laughs> KZYX. 
And yeah, I mean, there are all sorts of reasons why KZYX is much better with a sports show. I mean, Jim and I, you, you and I talked about uh, your sports show. You were talking a decade or more ago when uh, when I'd come visit you to crack my back, and uh, you, you know, we we joked about how terrible Amy Goodman's sports coverage was. And uh, yeah, it's nice to have (laughs) something that's uniquely local to to Mendocino County. You know, that's that's what the sports phone is a large part, but it's also broad and talks about larger sports issues. And that's kind of the the general outline of KZYX. You know, we've got the very specific local programs that are done by people here in the neighborhood talking about, you know, the water problems that we're having and fire and everything else. Uh, you know, right down to the to the personal level, I lost my dog or I found a dog. And that's, you know, that's that's KZYX. It's, uh, it's uh, a very unique radio station in that we've got the national and the local and everything in between. So I encourage people to, to call in because, yeah, the sports phone comes up regularly when people say, oh, I love this show, that show, like you were saying, with Amy Goodman and the sports phone. You know, talk about a spread right there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah people enjoy uh, the diversity that we have on our station, and now is the time when we need you to help support the sports phone. Yeah, absolutely. Dan, we got another call. We're going to get him on. Thank you so much. I'm going to get out of here. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Dan. Hello, caller. You are on the air with the sports phone. Gentlemen, thank you so much for your program, by the way. Um, it's a stellar program. You do. You guys do a great job. Thank Just you. following up on whiteness and uh, tennis, the celebrated and very deeply spiritual game of cricket in Britain. Oh. Uh, also, traditionally, uh, the guys wore whites, even though the ball was a red ball. But, uh, yeah, uh, cricket, which is not a game I don't think we're playing here in uh, California, um, which is a marvelous game, um, but it's very deeply entrenched in the uh, traditions of uh, England and has gone around the Commonwealth, as it's called. So there's a truly world competition every few years. Um, anyway, so, yeah, whiteness, and I think it is, as W. Dan was saying, I, I think it is connected to the, uh, the, the sweat question. Mm-hmm. It, I have, I have fu- a question. Oh, go ahead, Jim. Tennis, go ahead. Has gotten away, tennis has gotten away from all whites. It's only Wimbledon that's held under that tradition. The rest have gone with advertising and all kinds of colors. Has cricket stuck to all white, or have they gone the way of tennis and, and only the, the true traditional people still wear it, well, you know? Well, unfortunately, it's gone the way of tennis. <laughs> huh. And uh, huh. so, you know, whether, whether we're playing, uh, you know, in England now or India, Jamaica, or uh, Australia, South Africa, and uh, New Zealand, which are the primary countries, yeah, it's gone very much that way, which I think is a pity because it was... Um, you know, as a uniform, it was also, you know, um, what can I say? It was um, an equalizing issue. You know, people wearing the same kinds of colors, although they would wear what we call colors um, in terms of their, you know, their, their local um, county badges and local badges, emblems and so on. That would be worn in cricket. But, um, mm. yeah, it's gone very much the same way as tennis, um, much to my chagrin. Being an English person, I, I'll tell you, Colin. If if there is one sport out there, and well, there's probably a few, but cricket is one of the sports that I have watched. I have sat down with people that know the sport and have tr- they have tried to explain it to me, 
I still don't. I, and I have made an effort. I have tried to understand this sport because I think it's right. fascinating. Just what the just <laughs> mechanically how it works. I don't get it, and I've tried so hard to understand it. Um, we got another call. We got to let you go, but well, I would uh, I would love well, to get I, your I explanation. Your perseverance, but see one of one of the characteristics of English culture, including the English language, is to confuse foreigners. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's totally fair because I mean it's just there's something about it that I understand yeah, me, it involves hitting a ball up. and running. Up, we have another call that's waiting, but but this is too good. And and um, hang on there, caller. This is just too too good. Jer, I'm going to sum up cricket because I've done with this before. This is all you have to know to at least watch in some level. And caller, you tell me if I'm wrong. I don't okay. want the details, but consider it like this, Jer. There's two bases instead of four. So compare it to baseball. There's two bases instead of four. Every time you touch a base, you get a run. So if you're on first base and you run to second, you get a run. You run back to the other base, you get a run. You go back and forth. There can be two people on base. They can be crossing in the middle. Every time one of them touches the base, they get a run. That's number one. Number two is the circle is – the field is in a circle. There's no fair or foul. Everything's in play. If the ball touches the bat, it can go any direction. There's no foul tips. The, the ball hits hits the bat. It's alive. So that's yep. another thing you should know about it, Chair. Those, those well, are, one, one thing, all, if I may interrupt. Go, yeah, go for it's it. not a circle. It's called a boundary. And traditionally, <laughs> and it still is the case, by the way, is that cricket is played on village greens all over um, ah. Britain. And the green was the size of the green. So that was the boundary. Ah. So if you hit the ball, <laughs> if the batsman hit the ball, he could score one run, which is when the two... Batsman at each end, as you call base, would swap. That's a one run. It could be two runs. It could be three runs. And, it, and, and then you have a, what's called a four, where the ball is, has, has touched the ground but gone over the boundary. Or you can have a six, where the, where the, which is like, um, how would you say in baseball, you know, when, the, when you hit the ball and it goes all the way over. A home, without, home run. Like a home, home run. Like a home run, yeah. Yeah, and the other thing interesting, and then we're going to take this other call, the other thing interesting as compared to baseball is you bat until you're out. You just keep batting until they get you out. Is, is that That's a right. fair statement without getting into the details? Yes, it is, absolutely. And, uh, yeah. and the classic is to score 100 runs. And um, the fastest bowlers in the world, I think maybe still are, but it used to be the Jamaicans who were bowling, bowling at over 110 miles an hour. And these are very, very hard, hard balls so. Anyway, maybe some other time I could fill you in on the uh, niceties of the game. <laughs> I, 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 need, I think we need to do this. We need to sit down and have a conversation, and I need to understand this sport because I think it's incredible. I think the level of that athleticism and what I've seen, like when I've seen highlights, is nuts. But, Caller, thank you so much. We're going to get this next one on the air. Yeah. I appreciate it. I want to learn more about cricket sometime. You bet. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. Hello, Caller. You are on the air. Uh, that is a hard act to follow. <laughs> that was unbelievable. Oh, uh, I know more about cricket now than I ever have, and I, and I still, you know, I'm trying to visualize what he's talking about, and I've seen it and gone, oh, I don't get it. And now Wait, I kind of get I, it, but anyway. Bert and I, we're, the, Bert, we're in the same spot here. You, Me and you are the exact same person when it comes to cricket. Yeah, that's that's funny. That's funny because I was just thinking about you, you know, and, and, and how good you are with the Internet. And I used to think I was good with the Internet, but you're really fast. So uh, something I'm going to bring up a little later, keep your hands away from the keys, okay? Okay, you got it. You got it. <laughs> so, so uh, 
yeah, you guys were talking about uh, the white, you know, the the white clothes there, and and I'm going to bring it. I'm going to bring it around to something a lot more current and even more public radio sort of thing. And I'm going to talk about black uh, civil rights. I'm going to talk about the black gentleman who I brought up some months ago on your show uh, by talking about the statue of them down at uh, San Jose State. Uh, John Carlos and Tommy Smith, who raised their right. fists at, at the 1968 Olympics, which, you know, kind of brings it into news today, news yesterday, and news ongoing. But we had such an interesting conversation about, about uh, activism in uh, sports over the weeks following that, that I, I thought I'd give you a, a question, a, a stump the chumps question tonight. Okay. Because especially because because Jim, he didn't reprimand me, but as as we were talking about that, he said, "Oh, you could have turned that into a stump the host question." So I have something related to those guys in a stump the stump the chumps here. Okay, now, that was 1968 Olympics, and they were uh, protesting regarding civil rights uh, in America for black people. Yeah. And there was another bit of activism at the, related to the 1968 Olympics having to do with civil rights. Mm. What was it, or who that's was a it? Great, great, that's a great question. Hmm. Should we let that one dangle while we take another call? I, <sighs> what do you think, sir? I... My my initial thought is wrong. I, I know that. I, I my initial thought was it had something to do with the, with the with the Soviet Union, but I don't think that is right. I think my timing is way off there. The more I think about it, um, this was right before Title Nine hit in 1972. Could have had something to do with women in the Olympics. Maybe, yeah, Burton. If you're still there, I, I, without looking this up, I'm stumped. I will. I, I'm not going to get this one okay. unless unless okay. I, yeah. I do some I, research. I, I thought that I'd be able to stump you with this one, and uh, because, but it only took me a minute to find it. It was really funny. Um, and, Lou Alcindor. Uh, that was the same year that Lou Alcindor uh, became a Muslim and changed his name to Kareem Abdul Jabbar, oh, and okay. he boycotted the Olympics that year. I remember. You're right. I, I should have. Oh, with a with a clue of mainstream Olympics, I knew. I didn't know about then that Alcindor changed his name to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and he was he was my favorite basketball player to follow back then because he was into what I was doing in basketball, which was repetition. I, I believed in repetition. Steph Curry has taken that a step further, Jared. Mm-hmm. But. Um, but I remember with, with the skyhook, he talked about repetition and do it over and over, and you only have to do one thing if you do it over and over and over again. So I knew a lot about him, and I knew that was a big deal and was a civil rights issue. Ah, should we take another call, Burton? Yeah, let's, yeah, sure, let's take another. Sure. Burton, thank I you just, so much, uh, as always. You're, anyway, you're anyway, oh, oh yeah, me. and i got to remind you guys something. Uh, this is a Pledge Drive show, and the phone number to call oh, yeah. is 707 707- Eight nine five two two three three, or you could just go online and keep listening to the show and pledge at uh, kzwax.org. Yeah. Thank Thanks, you, Bert. Okay, guys. Good night. Good night, Burton. Hello, caller. You're on the air. If you were still holding on, 
Yeah, I'm still here. I That's mailed good. a check in to uh, Post Office Box 1 in Philo myself. Um, uh, the Hearkening back to the discussion about the visibility of sweat stains on uh, uniforms, uh, one of you hosts said something like, I'm not a scientist, but, but then you talked about actually doing the experiment. And my point is that don't sell yourself short. That's what yeah. science is. It's having a, being curious about something and doing the experiment to figure it out. It's not just the whole body of knowledge about the natural world or having a job as a professor or being a genius. It's doing that precisely what you said. Figure, Pose a question, do the experiment, figure it out. Uh, other thing I want to say is uh, referring to uh, there was kind of a general. It was kind of generalizing the topic into sports in the uh, in the Commonwealth, the British Empire countries. Yeah, and uh, one of the sports is rugby. And uh, I was I don't know about I don't know anything about them except that I know that the major team in New Zealand is called the All Blacks. Mm-hmm. All Blacks. And so I was just wondering what color their uniform is. I don't know. I'll take it off the air. Thank you. Awesome. So it's funny. I got into knowing a – sorry, Jim, are you saying something? I was going to say, I'll just comment on on, – I I, I lived in England for three years when I played ball over there. And the guy I was over there was that I lived with was a rugby player. He he made – the team, the third team of the Leicester Tigers, it's one one of the best. Um, it was it's one of the best um, rugby clubs in the in the world. The best rugby club in the world is the New Zealand All Blacks. They were a touring team that traveled around the world. The reason they're called the All Blacks is because their uniforms are all black. Yeah. Nothing to do yeah. with races. Nothing to do with with, um, with that issue. It's it's like. Whites in in Wimbledon are are the color of the uniforms, and that's what the that's what the name of the All Blacks was. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, so, I w- and I was just going to say to comment on that. Like, I have a friend uh, who I played basketball with. He played a little rec or like like club rugby when he was in college. And a friend of mine uh, that uh, I went to college with, she was really into another. It's still rugby, but it's, it was, she called it rugby sevens. I, I think it's some spinoff right. of regular rugby, um, but so I, I got into it a little bit, and that's a sport I absolutely love to watch. Uh, hello, caller. You are on the air. Caller, are you there? Yeah. What do you want to talk about? Oh, just a quick follow-up. Uh, the, uh, and I spoke earlier about cricket. The, uh, the, uh, oh, yeah, the, the New Zealand All Blacks, uh, um, Mainly a Maori, a Maori um, team, the most formidable rugby team in the world, actually, still are. They wear black. Yeah. They wear black. Yeah. And rugby yeah. started in rugby school, which in rugby England, and um, it's an extraordinary game, and it's played basically without any armor. Yeah. It anyway. started in rug- a place called rugby? Yeah, rugby school, yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, huh. yeah, it started in rugby school... Um, it was played, you know, in what we would call public schools. There's a public school, which means it's private. Another another way we confuse foreigners. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so it was it was it was seen as a, a character building sport because it was very rough and tumble, played in all weathers, 
and in English weather, of course, it's, in the winter it's very muddy. But um, yeah, and um, but then, but it was never played with white. By the way, it was always played in the the colours of the school. And now, of course, it's become a right. county game. And and we have. Um, I lived in a in a just out in a community in England when I, before I came to America. And in our small community, we had seventeen rugby teams. Can you believe? Wow. It was wow. in between Wiganness and Helens, and it's, it's now a professional game as well as an amateur game, um, and it's extremely tough and, and very rugged. Um, but anyway, that's a little short in, in, insight into rugby. Got it. Oh, I love did it. Thank I you so much, caller. Thank you. Thank did you for I the context. Caller, or did I, I lived in Leicester, Leicester for my three years in professional sports over there? Are the Leicester Tigers still one of the powerhouses in in rugby in the world? Um, that I don't know, actually. Just trying know. to keep up on the people that I hung yeah, around you, with. Yeah, you might well be might well be the case. I mean, most of the rugby teams are named after their town um, or, yeah. or or village, you know. Um, but anyway, mm-hmm. and then there's the national teams, of course. Um, you know, and it's a very very um, hard sport, um, and probably was the forerunner of you know American football. Although, as I tell my friends, American football isn't really about football because you don't use your feet. Yes, very true. <laughs> Very true. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you. You're welcome. I, I like to remind callers um, that we encourage double dipping. We don't discourage it. We encourage it. My apologies. Okay, well, thank you again, gentlemen. Awesome. Thank you so much Alrighty. for the call. Yeah, bye-bye. All right. As we have mentioned a few times throughout the evening, this is the Sports Phone Pledge Drive Edition. Jim and I are here. Eddie is here as well. We are here uh, asking for your support, the listeners' support uh, to support the station, support KZYX, uh, help keep the Sports Phone up and running by helping keep the station up and running. You can do that. Go online to KZYX.org. There's a nice big donate button that you can hit. It's right there for you. Uh, please support the station. Keep uh, keep Allow Jim and I to keep coming on once a week and talk about sports, talk about stuff on the sports phone. Who knows what direction we're ever going to go in. That's why we love this show so much. And the way to do that is to support us, the sports phone, and in turn support KZYX, support the station. You can go online, kzyx.org, and donate from there. This is, uh, another thing that I, I'm just always so fascinated by, and it's part of the reason Jim and I started this show, was I listen to a lot of sports radio, and I watch a lot of sports TV. And I think so much of it is so dull. Because it's just two people talking to each other or just one person talking. And when they do let people on, they let callers on, it's such a controlled environment. You know, they might be recording something and then just playing it that the the caller had said. It's screened. It's filtered out. They're very careful about what they what they allow on this on their shows. And Jim and I just didn't want to do that. We we had just such a different approach to the sports phone and, and how we wanted to handle it. And that's what's made it so different and unique. And I think that goes very nicely into it being on a public radio station, on a community radio station that is powered by the listeners. And the way to do that, as Eddie said, is, you know, put your money where your ears are. That does that, I'll, Eddie, I'll be totally honest. That sounds really weird every time I say it because I, I want to say mouth, but <laughs> I, I see where it's going with it. KZYX.org. Put your money where your ears are and help support the sports phone. Let Jim and I keep doing this, keeping it bizarre and unique. So we're going to be allowed to talk about sweat stains for, for 20 minutes. Uh, Jim, I'm going to keep you updated on that. I will have an update on this, the different colored shirt sweat stain science experiment. Uh, we'll bring that live next week on the show. I will have a full scientific analysis of that to bring to you. Jim, it was a great, um, it was a great um, 
good explanation of the sports phone. And um, we weren't the first to do this. We, we got this no, idea. And, 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 I mean, you were on the phone in middle school. And you were on, I believe, a show that was called The Maui Sports Phone. And you, you did a little bit of your schooling in middle school or in high school. I can't remember what it was. But you went on The Maui Sports Phone and sort of wrote, wrote an article about it or something. It was, it was mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't remember why exactly. But that's where we got the idea of, of Fred Guzman and The Maui Sports Phone. This is what he did. And what do you do for two or three hours every day, Monday through Friday? He did it four hours a day, Monday through Friday. And this was just what it was. It was call and talk about whatever you want and change the subject. It's, it's, it's all you. And and um, we got to give him credit. I'm not Well, we probably would have pulled it off without him, but we sure made it easy. I, I don't think we would have had as clear an idea to what we wanted to do if we hadn't heard him doing that show for as many years, because it was it was very clear because that was a, a syndicated show where they got a lot or a syndicated station where they got a lot of national yeah. sports talk. And it was just so different for that three, four hours every day when it was this local guy on Maui that had been there for probably never left the island that grew up there. It just just doing this local sports talk show, and it really kind of helped drive the drive drive the idea that we had forward. We pitched it to KZYX, and they green lighted it after you know we after a few attempts, and, and we're here now, and we love doing it, and we're going to keep doing it as long as you, the listeners, keep supporting us and and supporting the station. Go online kzyx.org and hit the donate button. We got a couple minutes left on the show here. If you want to talk about sports, 707-895-2448. That's the line to call. Uh, give us a call if you want to talk about anything going on in the world of sports. Uh, Jim, did you have anything, any directions you wanted to go in the last couple minutes here? No. I uh, um, I wanted to pull up one of our – we found that great website that has lists. And at one point, I wanted to start getting the list. Something as simple as, who's the greatest athlete of all time? Any sport, everybody included. Which is, a, as you said, Jerry, that's a stupid question. But yeah. it still makes for good makes for good talk. Who's, who's going to argue if, uh, you know, Carl Lewis is a better uh, better athlete than Roger Federer? You know, it's, right. it's like... You know, a runner versus a tennis player. Those are the kind of things we we talk about here when we're not talking about the the color of of uh, of the uniforms in tennis. I, I really have nothing else prepared. I'd like to hear another caller. I'd like to hear someone call and say why the sports phone is valuable to them. There's another way to support the sports phone. Tell us why. Whether you have money to support it or not, tell us why you think it's important so we can make it better. Yeah, absolutely. Jim, I guess I had one minor story. Uh, and I, I this is something, this is a little bit, this is a basketball-related story. Uh, it happened today. I was thinking about using this as my on this day in sports, like in terms of a today story. But uh, there was an announcement made uh, by one of the top uh, high school recruits in the country um, that he is going to skip uh, his name is Michael Foster. He was at, he was at Phoenix Hillcrest Prep. Uh, he announced that he is going to skip his freshman year of college and is going to go straight to the uh, the G League, the NBA's uh, kind of developmental league. Um, and this is something that I think has been a fear for a while with the 
the NBA's rules about age limits and kind of how they almost require people to have this in-between year between being 18 and 19, that college sports would start yeah. getting impacted by it if, if the top high school recruits chose to go different avenues, whether it was play overseas or go to the, or go to this kind of this G league, this new developmental league. Um, I, Jim, I know you have no context for this other than what I just said. Do you have any reaction to that? Like a, 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 one of the top recruits in the country choosing to skip going to college or going to play overseas and going straight into the NBA's kind of developmental league. Uh, I am so, it, it's so prejudicial for the NBA, and first of all, to tell anybody over 18 what they can or can't do. I mean, I, I go back to this all the time. This is one of those things like instant replay in sports. You want to get me started, let's talk about it. Um, is that if someone's really good in computer programming, no one says you've got to go to college first. You get hired by Google and you make a million dollars when you're 18. You don't have to wait because you're not allowed to go into the workforce early. Once you, let's let's take another call, Jeff. Yeah, absolutely. Hello, caller, you're on the air. Oh, Jerry, you opened <laughs> a Pandora's box for me and Jim on this one. Oh. oh, I waited too long for it, too. I apologize. We're only going to have a couple minutes to break, to break this down. That's I want okay. to just brought up again. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm such a, I'm so anti the one-and-done uh, NCAA thing. I mean, Kentucky and Duke have been the forerunners of the one-and-done. And how many titles do they have over the last decade? One each. It's not a, a, it's not a way to build a program in college and development. Uh, you know, to, to build development and, and players. The G League is. You know, Sean Livingston did it when he went to, to Europe for a year and came to the NBA. And barring crazy knee injuries, he could have been a, an amazing player for many years. He still was a, a good, serviceable player. But if you really want to develop yourself, you don't go to college for a year. You go play in a professional league somewhere and you get better. And, and, and Jim, to your point, do they ever stop a tennis player at the age of 15 from playing in Wimbledon if she's good enough or he's good enough? Golf? Hockey, baseball, you go right to the minor leagues out of high school all the time and go to the pros. And then, you know, not to mention, yeah. I mean, you could be a great at construction, computer engineering, whatever it is. You hit 18 and you're allowed to make those decisions for yourself. The NBA and the NCAA have got to change that and they've got to do it soon. Well, and this seems like. Yeah, and this seems like, and I know we only have a couple of minutes, so I'll try to keep my my, my thoughts here short, but I, I hope that, honestly, more of the top prospects take this avenue, this avenue of, yeah. of either going to play overseas or going into this G League system uh, that is part of the NBA, because I think it helps everybody in the sense of, I think it gives the top-level prospects a, a, to, a chance to go into a system and get used to being a professional sooner rather than later because they get paid in yep. the G League, they get paid if they go overseas, and I think it also, in theory, can help the college game because it, it in, in some form will help eliminate or lessen the one-and-dones to where we do see more four-year players in college and programs getting to be able to develop. So if the NBA is going to keep this weird age rule in that they have in place, I think they need to do a better job pushing the G League to get players into this developmental system better or quicker because I think it's more effective and it's better for everybody than them doing a year in college. 
I, I totally right. agree, and I totally agree that it'll make the college game better right. uh, overall as well. You'll get more experienced teams playing. The game will be better. The, the, the quality of the games will be better. And, and, and honestly, some of these coaches should be talking to recruits and being like, man, you're better off going to the G League. You know, like exactly. that should be a hand-in-hand kind of a thing the NBA and NCAA are doing together. So but, yeah. you know, just to make ba- basketball better for, for all, all levels. Um, but I agree. Guys, I just to jump in on that one real quick. Uh, I'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks, Thanks Vince. Vince, you, you know, I, you and Vince are talking about why it's good for basketball. Why it's, I, I, we don't have? How do we have the right to tell an eighteen-year-old what they can do? They, they can go into the army. They can go to work. To say they can't go in the NBA yet, I, I don't see how they pull that off. But I guess it's a private business. They can do whatever they want. We have, we have less than a minute, Joe. Why don't you give a tie-up and um, and let's play some music and can get out. All right. Well, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, thanks so much to everybody that did donate to the sports phone. If you didn't donate to the sports phone, please call throughout the rest of the pledge drive. Uh, Eddie, go ahead. You've got one quick one for us. All right. we got one quick thank you going out to Laura from Elk. So thank you very much for that, Laura. Thank you so much, Laura. We really appreciate it. Um, and, yeah, if you didn't call and pledge for the sports phone, please keep listening to KZYX and make your donation somewhere else kzyx.org hit that donate button jim will be back in the studio next week we'll be back on april 30th for the sports phone thank you so much everybody for listening and we'll talk to you next week good night eddie good night kzyx this has been a production of kzyx philo 90.7 fm kzyz willits and ukiah 91.5 fm and fort bragg at 88.1 fm mendocino county public broadcasting you can check out our website at kzyx.org to find more content like this and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner thanks for listening